0: folks, today is Thursday, September 21st, 2017. I'm Joe Monday, and you're listening to another edition of RSF Radio, a podcast where we talk about what's been going on on our Street Fighter over the past week, and general FGC stuff. It's just, you know, sometimes it comes up. Like, uh, for example, a certain game that might have been released uh, earlier this week. Uh, If you you have been out of the loop, uh, MVCI was released earlier this weekend it's it's all right it, like i can i can i'm just digging into it now so i'm just kind of getting into how wacky that game is because there's a, there's a whole lot of bullshit that can go on and in, in that particular video game uh but there's kind of a lot of uh, kind of a lot of mud being thrown let's say at the game for everything surrounding it like, if you spent $200, per se, on this game, you might be disappointed. That's neither here nor there. Nor is it Street Fighter-related. Uh, so, <laughs> instead of passing the buck on to MVCI, let's talk about what's going on in Street Fighter. First up in the news. Ah. Uh, speaking of releases, actually. Uh, this was something that leaked uh, unintentionally uh, by a website... Uh, which was gosh, what was the name of the website? Um, leaked by ShopTo. It's not. It's not something I've ever been familiar with. I've never been to ShopTo.net previously, but uh, as you can see here, uh, Eurogamer made a post earlier this week announcing that Street Fighter V Arcade Edition uh, was. It's found its way into their shop. For some reason for one way or another it ended up there on the front page there weren't a lot of details uh, going into what would be in it we can speculate what might be in it like in arcade mode because why would you call it arcade edition with it? let's not get into the wiser house it's not it's not important to to, to figure out you know, what might be in a game what's called arcade edition um, it probably should have an arcade mode although it would be a pretty funny joke if it didn't but that's just my opinion that's a well crafted joke that would take it's a year-long joke in the making but uh so this kind of alludes to things where this could be the revamp to street fighter 5 that it so desperately needs i mean it's been kind of kicked to the curb by a lot of players its steam reviews are abhorrent uh but release something like this that gives you access maybe to season one characters, maybe even additionally season two characters for, uh, I don't know, 30, 30 or so bucks for people who are getting into it brand new. Give a lot of updates to people who already own the game. Uh, give them arcade mode. Give them what we've been asking uh, in the community feedback there. Just give us all those things. Give us the netcode maybe that MVCI has because it's actually. Wait, we don't talk about MVCI here. Net code's actually all right but like give us those things and maybe at that point uh maybe that's the turn maybe people feel okay about it i mean it took them about one and a half two years to get there but uh, maybe that's the the turning point that street fighter 5 needs i mean if you look back at the history of street fighter releases uh, the first edition of any of them is not the one that you want to actually go play you're not actually going back to play street fighter 2 like full stop street fighter two you're going back to play super turbo or a championship edition or hyper fighting or whatever the hell rainbow edition you're going back to play those versions you're not going back to play vanilla street fighter 4 there's some broken stuff in vanilla street fighter 4 and you don't have access to all the characters like it's just there's there's not as much there for you to do you're going to play you know whatever version of that game you like the most and could be the point where it starts to turn for Street Fighter 5. It might not be. They might totally screw the pooch and not release uh, an arcade mode with Arcade Edition, if that's even what they're calling it, but uh, let's hope that speculation uh, <laughs> ends up positively for them, let's say. Yeah, it could be nice. Alright, moving on. Uh, here's an interesting thing. Happened with the Monot patch. Uh, we had people report Uh, through testing and they show you they walk you through all the steps of how they tested it what they're testing it on and they have video proof of it video evidence let's say uh, at least to show you what they did to get to this uh, this end result but the post was a new vid show to show the amazing input lag on my PC by I banana killer and long story short uh, the dude shows sub four frames of input lag on his computer. This was not tested on PlayStation 4. I think someone later went on to test the PlayStation 4 version via his methods um, and got, you know, it was something that we are used to. It was around like, again, six, 6.5. But, point of the story is this particular player walks you through all the steps, how they got there, and shows input lag of sub four, which is they cut it in half if it's you know, if it holds up to the display lag results I guess the testing is a little bit different from how display lag did it but it let's say display lag tested again there were uh, there, there was a tweet earlier from display lag who did the original testing of that's why you get the whole meme of eight frames they did that original one uh, that's what people kind of go by as standard uh, they not just doing fighting games display lag they do a whole bunch of things that show all the lag, which is represented in not games, but monitors, things like that. Uh, they're thorough. They're very thorough in their in their testing. Uh, they have plans to do another test of Street Fighter 5. Will it be four frames? Will it be sub four frames on PC for them? The jury's still out on that, um, but it could be helpful. Maybe there's, you know, maybe they patched it and didn't tell us. It wouldn't be the first time. Street Fighter 5. And speaking of input lag Uh, there's actually this I don't necessarily agree with this entire post there's parts of it that I disagree with but uh, it was someone who went through and did some testing on whiff punishing medium attacks in Street Fighter V Uh, the way that they do it it's it's all kind of canned motions of Ryu standing there pressing the crouching medium kick and then that person being ready for it and whiff punishing with a certain button but I appreciate how thorough they go into the mechanics of what's happening. I don't necessarily think that this person knows exactly what's going on when you're thinking about whiff punishing, or what you're doing in the nor- in the neutral, when you're thinking about what button to press to whiff punish, what you're looking for your opponent to even whiff at certain ranges. Not necessarily sure that's all, you know, panned out. But there's really there's a lot of really interesting discussion going on in that thread, so I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, that was posted by Feckless earlier this week. All right, what's next? Uh, okay, here was an actual article, article written by ESPN on what all of the... who the pro It basically asked the question, who do all of you pros think is the best player and how do you plan on beating them? Uh, and everyone that ESPN asked, even the player himself, <laughs> said... Punk was the best. It was a unanimous decision by everybody. Everybody said he's the best, and that makes sense. And he's played so dominantly. Uh, granted, his tournament results, as of late, hasn't been taking that first place over Tokido like he did at EVO. Uh, but that's just put it out there. Even his wins at EVO were still so dominant and impressive that he's just played so solid for the past... And the past couple of months that he is highly considered to be the best player. He's the top player. He's what's everybody's, everybody's gunning for that position to be in the position that Punk is. And he puts in his work too. This dude plays a whole hell of a lot. And it kind of is interesting to see other top players takes on how they would want to, to beat Punk. I think Justin Wong puts a really interesting, uh, raises an interesting question that Punk really understands Street Fighter Five, and that he will almost never tech a throw. The damage and let's say oki pressure you get off of a throw isn't really as you know as hurtful to you as if you were to take a counter hit into a big combo. Like those things kind of make sense when you start thinking about. it. And it's not necessarily true of all all of the Karen matchups. Like you might want to attack a throw. You want you might want to try avoiding throws in certain situations. Like the like for example against Geef. He picks Nash. He doesn't play Karen. When he plays Karen against another Karen, mere match against Justin Wong, he'll eat a throw because he doesn't get really good throw. It makes sense. Um, it just explains kind of how, what level punk is thinking of in terms of matchups uh, and just how dominant he plays. So highly recommend go checking that out. That's on ESPN. That post was posted by Saki EU. Sup Saki. Anyway, moving on a little bit of sad news uh, Punko announced earlier this week on Twitter that he will no longer be joining us for the CPT tour. Um, I just did an ATM machine moment just then. I just I just realized that uh, on the CPT he will not be able to be there. And it's he kind of alluded. He didn't give much information as to why. That's not public knowledge. Uh, but he did allude that he might not even be available to play. Uh, in the upcoming year in the upcoming season uh, so whatever's going on with his life personally uh, I hope everything pans out for him okay uh, he's a good dude he's a very strong player he's a very interesting player to watch uh, he always brings the hype I don't think he's taking his shirt off anymore you gotta pay money to see that that's a little extra on top but uh, shout out to that dude and all the work he's done in the FGC he's a good dude uh Maybe send him some love. I don't know exactly what his position is right now, but uh, hit him up on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter uh, for any updates on that because that's where we heard from him. That's the last we've heard from him. A right. uh, little bit of lighthearted mood to... A uh, lighthearted video to change the mood, but uh, if if you've been around the FTC long enough uh, and are used to watching these these videos, uh, if you don't follow Liang Hub Hoob on... Hoobababa on on youtube i highly recommend doing so Uh, this dude has been putting out compilation videos of just uh, just like silly moments and things that you just aren't used to seeing sometimes Uh, the, the consistent quality of the sheer wackiness that this dude encounters is some top quality content. Uh, I highly recommend checking out even his older stuff. Like go go back and dig through this dude's history. There's a lot of videos out there posted by the same dude who is still doing it, still posting wacky setups. It is it's a fun time if you're looking to kill some time. If you're looking to be entertained by some of the FGC's uh, funnier moments, let's say, uh, check out that dude's channel. Uh, like and subscribe to Liang Hub. Uh, on YouTube, forget his Twitter account though. It's something different. Uh, I was gonna. Mute. I'll I'll share that one in the comments. That'll all be linked later on. All right. A uh, little bit on the tech side of things. There was a post earlier this week about Ed stuff. Ed's not necessarily a character. A lot of players put a lot of work into. Uh, not a character that you see a lot of tournament side. Uh, and for certain reasons, it kind of makes sense. Uh, if you look at Ed as a character and his capabilities like if he's not point-blank when he starts a combo he's not really guaranteed that damage he might be out of range when he goes to cancel it it kind of makes sense to not want to lean towards that when your combo might drop you might whiff a, a big special there and then get punished for big damage in street fighter 5 if these things happen but specifically in this post uh posted by Nez, uh he didn't put he didn't link the video in the comments or he didn't link the the video in the op he linked it in the comments so you gotta scroll down uh and hit up that link right there uh it's an interesting video it shows a whole bunch of v trigger stuff shows like max damage situations max sun situations uh if you plan on playing ed or if you just want to learn what ed is capable of if you want to have if you're having trouble with that matchup uh hit up this thread uh check out that video learn about Ed. Tell that man you want Ed. Moving on, uh, this was an interesting thread that I, I'm in, I'm in full agreement with. It is a basically self-help thread posted by Castle09, uh, and what they did, uh, and they actually show the results of it. That's that's what I love about this post. They show like empirical data that this this had results. There was work put in. And they got results. So cool stuff. Uh, but what they did uh, was they removed certain things from their gameplay. They said, I will, I will not jump. Uh, what are the other things that he says? Uh, no reversals, no oki, no mix-ups, uh, no meter combos, uh, no, no trigger pressure. No v trigger pressure uh, no frame traps or no jumping which i don't i don't don't necessarily agree with that list of things i have another personal list uh, in geef's gym it's one of the later it's one of the later lessons in the in the meta uh go check that out of things that you can self-impose on yourself to say i'm not going to do these things uh once i get a knockdown i'm going to send it back to the neutral because i need to work on my neutral game uh and this, that's that kind of weight training, right? Where you impose certain limitations on your gameplay to say, I'm not going to do these things. Some of them are is like good advice, like no jumping, potentially good advice. If you find in yourself that you aggressively jump too much, there's, like, there's a difference between good jumping and bad jumping. So when I tell people no jumping, I actually don't just say no jumping. I actually think that's bad advice. What you kind of have to say to that is, well, you can neutral jump. Or if you do jump, have a reason as to why you jump. Be able to, like, write me a paragraph on on why you jumped. Put it that way. If you can't put enough in that paragraph as, like, supporting evidence as why you jumped in red pen lacks supporting evidence. Uh, If your answer is just because they might throw a fireball, that's not good enough. I'll scratch that with a red pen. That's an F. That's a big old F minus. Have have reason to do so. Uh, and what this does, when you take those things away, you start overcompensating in other areas, you start looking at the neutral different. you start playing things different. And sometimes that can be what it takes to open up your mind in a way to play differently and actually improve in ways that you would have otherwise not improved on you might lose that's actually the beauty of it is that through this he goes on to explain that he actually lost a lot of these matches and he played very silly and he's like this isn't a good way to play like if you're looking to win a match if you're just looking to win a match it's not a good way to do it but what he's doing is looking in ways that he can improve and when you take that away From a match, it doesn't actually matter if you win or lose that round or that set. If at the end of the day, you end up taking something away that makes you a better player. Going along with this, actually, Sonic Fox posted, I think it was even earlier today or might have been yesterday, uh, that winner. If he loses, it doesn't matter. If he's learned something, then he wins. Is something along the lines that he quoted on on Twitter earlier earlier this week. And I feel like that is so true. If you can take a loss, pull something from it, and improve upon that, then you actually haven't lost. That's actually a personal victory, and you should be proud of that. And that's kind of what this guy did. Uh, That's what Castle09 did, and he showed evidence of it. Uh, it It's a good conversation to be had there, so go check that one out. And one of the last things to bring up before we head on to tournament results is kind of, again, sad news. This is really something that is... I don't know if the FGC has really experienced this before, but uh, the way that it was handled on the back end, uh, was very professional. Uh, there was a tragedy at Thunderstruck, uh, Mexico, uh, last weekend, where one of the players, one of the, our own FGC, passed away at the event. Uh, from all reports say that it was medical reasons, there was a heart condition, something along those lines. Uh, that tragedy just struck and that the tournament organizers had to deal with that on time so if you were watching that stream and it cut away uh they actually did here's what that's actually interesting they did come back there was no commentary they just showed the matches uh, and that was it was like does the show go on do you you pay attention to this do you even show this on stream because like it could be a personal issue there was a lot of there was a lot of unknowns going on but uh thoughts and prayers with uh the family members of and family and friends of this person uh, where tragedy is struck at uh, at thunderstruck last weekend uh, but speaking of the results of that uh, chris t uh traveled down there and took home first place uh, that was a cpt event in mexico uh, this past weekend other winners this weekend uh from street grand battle uh which was a cpt in Lyon, france uh problem x took it with his bison so good stuff to him uh there was another cpt event which was oz haddo in sydney australia uh, and that was taken by muke who was the rasheed from top eight at evo earlier this year uh not a CPT event, but also something that was pretty interesting to watch uh, was ESL, uh, Brooklyn Beatdown. What people were really looking forward there, and we actually didn't get to see it, was the first time that Tokito and Punk would come up against each other, potentially, in battle. We all kind of thought, you know, it's probably going to end up Punk in Tokyo, but uh, Punk got eliminated before before finals, and in the end, it was Tokito taking it over Fudo. Uh, Tokido taking first, of course. Uh, So shoutouts to Tokido uh, and his still dominant play. Actually, really surprising that no one said Tokido in that ESPN article. I'm just saying. It's weird. He keeps on winning and no one keeps... I'm just saying. It's weird. is very strong. No one's going to take that away from him. But anyway, uh, for all of the the upcoming tournaments, uh, I would recommend, and this is something to look forward to this weekend, Uh follow Ace King Offsuit on Twitter if you don't already. Uh that's just my go-to guy of looking at his spreadsheets, looking at his schedule, seeing here's where you can see something, here's what's going on this weekend. Uh the way that he collects and presents data is it's a thing of beauty. I highly recommend following Ace King Offsuit on Twitter. Uh and let that guy know that you appreciate his work. Uh, that dude is putting in work and hours to bring that information to the forefront keeping it all in one place uh, for you guys so that you know where to watch things uh, so if you want to find out what's going on this weekend follow ace king offsuit on Twitter all right moving on to the next section user questions uh, gonna keep things short this week I'm uh, gonna move on to uh, a very basic question that we get on the sub from time to time is I don't know who to main who should I play I like to play a character. And I think that the advice given is effectively the same every time. Uh, And the most important takeaway from who she main is effectively who do you like the best. Just play who you like. Honestly, a lot of times it kind of doesn't matter who you play, and especially at not professional level. If you're not playing professional level, it kind of doesn't matter exactly to you. Main even like tier lists don't even matter until you get to a certain level. So if you're just even looking for a character, just play the character you like. At lower levels of play, mm-hmm. there's actually pretty good arguments to be made for like low tier characters actually probably perform well in lower level play because lower level players aren't experiencing that many low other like they don't have low tier character experience like Fong does super well in low tier because ain't nobody know how to play against the phone at some point you got to learn the matchup I get it but he can get away with a whole lot of bullshit uh, but that's just you know, play who you like that's uh, go with your gut play who you like if you do want to get into things if you want to do get into like the nitty-gritty there are things that you can do there's a there's actually a geese gym uh, meta lesson on picking a main and a lot of it goes into just play a lot Play a lot of different characters because there's actually a lot of benefits to seeing what other characters are capable of if you get out there and you spend a whole week on a character you've never thought of playing before you learn like a hit confirm you learn a good punish B, just learn like your regular B and B's, like just like one of each you learn one oki setup uh and you learn your anti-airs just like learn those five things with a character playing for a week let's say you play a a grappler character typically and then you switch to guile or something which is a very different type of play style uh even switching that for a week will when you go back when you eventually go back to a grappler character you'll you'll have a different perspective on things you'll have a more refined palette when it comes to understanding the neutral thinking about space like understanding how threatening you are as a grappler, like there's just there's certain ways that you'll look at things differently having played a diverse set of characters um there's a whole there's a myriad of advice to give on selecting a main but at the end of the day go with your gut go with god choose the character you like always and also make sure it's zangief but that's that's just rule number one if it's zangief play zangief not mega zangief i'm a muscle purist Anyway, moving on to the last segment is the historic match in, uh, FGC history. Uh, this week is a set that comes up actually pretty often, uh, because it is so entertaining. This is one of the matches that I always point to and say, if, if you want to see the payoff of hard work and determination in overcoming bad matchups, watch this set, uh, the set is Alex Valle versus Bon Chan, Evo 2015. Uh, Alex Valle playing Hugo. Bonchan playing Sagat. Historically, uh, in Ultra Street Fighter 4, this is not a very good matchup for Hugo. Uh, Sagat, very good at zoning. He's got a lot of normals, a lot of buttons to keep Hugo away. Um, Hugo, it's 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 not the worst matchup. Like I would almost consider that Zangief Sagat was a much worse matchup. Uh, it's probably a little bit better than that, maybe around like a 7-3 matchup. But thinking about this, Matt, you look at Bonchan, a very solid, tried-and-true Sagat. Bonchan is Sagat in this game at that time. A very strong player. But the way that Alex just, Alex Valle just like, Shanks this dude, pants him in front of everybody. It's. He beats him to the point where it is almost an embarrassment, which isn't. Uh, not even saying that in a rude way to Bonchan. Dude still played solid, but Alex Vi just put in the work. And you can actually. Something interesting about this particular set is Alex actually went on record. Uh, I think this was a couple weeks later, and it's actually posted in the comments. I'll share the. Uh, the link to the video after this and i'll share the uh, alex's post on this but later on uh weeks after this had happened uh went on twitch to explain exactly what happened before the set where alex played his set uh, through pools earlier that day and then he looked ahead in the bracket saw he would come up against bonchan he knows he plays hugo he knows bonchan's gonna play sagat so he grabs flo and he just grinds out that matchup. And as he's playing it, as he's playing against Flo, he says, no, Flo, like, don't stand there because I could do this, so you should do something else here. Basically explaining to someone else how exactly to beat a Hugo as Sagat, which then in turn made him play that match so proficiently to where when he comes up against Bonchan in the bracket later that day, he came guns blazing he was king knives out he was ready to cut a fool and the way that it ends is absolutely like the conditioning that went on through that entire set perfect it is a thing of beauty highly recommend checking it out like pull it up once every couple months to say if you ever run into a bad this is something that i always bring up and like to show people is that if you ever come into match up and think I can't beat this character this is bullshit this is a 10-0 matchup I'll never win I play Zangief Minot is a 10-0 matchup I can't do it not even gonna try highly recommend watching this set and thinking to yourself what if I put in a little bit extra work what if I think about this matchup in ways I might not have thought of before maybe I'll put in the work maybe I'll be a stronger player and that's what makes this particular set that's kind of what makes fighting games in general uh, so exciting to watch from a viewer perspective of watching someone overcome such a bad matchup when they when you know exactly what kind of bullshit they have to deal with in a particular matchup to see them overcome it. Not only overcome it, but to just crush it, slam it, slam dunk from from the three-point line. It's like watching Jordan come up and just dangle in front of all y'all. It is a thing of beauty. Highly recommend checking it out. We'll post the, the links to that video uh, in the comments below. And that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, not a whole lot going on uh, on our Street Fighter uh, this particular weekend. Uh, come back and check for tournament results, of course, uh, and come back next week uh, every Thursday, Friday morning for another edition of RSF Radio. Again, I'm Joe Monday. Take care, folks.